All right. Well, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to a very special episode of the Bird Flock Podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by a great cup champ, a CFL All-Star, and the new quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes. It's Cody Fajardo. Cody, how you doing, my man? I'm doing excellent. You know, excited to be a part of this squad. And uh, you're one of the first to reach out. And so I appreciate your hustle and your grind. And yeah. uh, I'm glad we were able to make this work. Um, you know, like I told you in, in the direct message you sent me, it's good to keep the positivity and uh, all the optimism high while we're, we're doing it. Um, we've made some incredible signings over the last couple of days. And so I know that the Owls fans are fired up and it's good to uh, just get to know some of the new players a little bit better. And, and you do a great job with that. For sure, man. I, thank you for those words. But um, before we jump into it too much, I kind of want to kick it over to you. You know, the, the last few days obviously have been super crazy, but uh, what are you feeling? How are you feeling? And again, how have these last few days been for you and the family? Yeah, they've been great. Um, just putting uh, my name to paper, but uh, I knew this for, you know, ever since I think the second day of the open window when Trevor kind of committed to going elsewhere. And yeah. um, Danny Mack and I, we, we agreed upon some numbers fairly quickly and mm -hmm. um, the interest level through talking to him on the phone and talking with Coach Moss and the relationship I already have with Coach Moss. Um, you could tell it was a place that uh, really wanted me and really respected me for the overall player and didn't want to just look at last year and, you know, pin everything on last year being a down year. And so um, just to have a second chance at life, I feel, you know, incredibly motivated. I have a chip on my shoulder to, to prove a lot of the naysayers and the haters. Um, and I think the team that uh, Danny Mack has put together, I'm, I'm really excited about getting to training camp and just getting to know everybody. Cause I know one thing that they're really focusing on is just signing good dudes. And uh, it really seems like they're signing a locker room that is going to be close knit. Uh, it's going to be family oriented and uh, we're going to appreciate playing for each other um, as opposed to just playing for ourselves. Yeah. I mean, speaking of good dudes, we spoke with Justin Lawrence uh, just yesterday. And uh, if, if he's, who's giving you the ball under center, trust you're in for a tree. I don't know how much you've spoken, <laughs> to him, but he seems like an awesome dude. Uh, and I'm seeing that a lot in a lot of the signings too. It's just great character guys. And we're really going to, you know, hopefully build something special here. Absolutely. Yeah. I reached out to him um, after he signed, after um, I got word that he signed uh, and he said I was a big reason why he came to, to Montreal. And uh, mm -hmm. honestly, that made, that made my day uh, just hearing when players, you know, signed to certain teams. I know the quarterback holds a lot of that and, you know, I've been doing my best to try and recruit guys, but when you hear about, um, all-stars like himself, guys who play at a high level, who respect my game and, and want to play with me. Um, it makes me want to fight even harder for guys like that. So I'm extremely excited to get to know him, uh, get to know all the other offensive linemen, um, because those are the guys I want to be closest to, because yeah. honestly, they don't get enough credit. It's uh, half the time they're getting blamed for everything, but um, they don't get enough credit. And so I always want to make those guys feel valued and uh, and they deserve the spotlight. And so I'm, I was glad to see him on your show um, because there's not enough uh, credibility that goes to offensive linemen. So it's always great. And they're wonderful people, man. Like just big best. teddy bears. Yeah. Just big teddy bears at heart. Right. So uh, Mahler's on the field and teddy bears off the field. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's always great to see them get the recognition they deserve. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I played O-line, so I, I love to hear that, but uh, bring it back to coach Moss a little bit and what you just said about the chip on your shoulder. Obviously he, definitely has a, a huge chip on his shoulder too. And he, you know, is lined up to prove a lot of people wrong this year too, I think. Um, but how much are you two looking forward to just that, that fresh start, that blank slate together here in Montreal? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun because it's a fresh slate for both of us, but also our working relationship and how we've worked with each other for three years now, two official years, but we worked behind the scenes during that COVID year a lot. And so we spent a lot of time together and we know each other, the ins and outs, how to get the best out of each other. But Coach Moss is a head coach and he's deservingly so. And um, I think he gets the best out of the team when he is a head coach. You know, it's as an offense coordinator, you only get to work with the offensive side of balls. But uh, honestly, with him and the way that he strikes up uh, relationships with players and the way he can relate with players, uh, having him as a head coach was a big part of the decision why I wanted to come to Montreal is because I wanted to play for him as a head coach. You know, I saw what he could do as an offense coordinator, and uh, I felt like him in a head coaching spot and everybody I talked to uh, when he was the Edmonton head coach just completely had nothing but rave reviews. So I'm excited to see him in that head coaching spot again, which he deservedly uh deserves that um, but yeah so it's uh, it's exciting times and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what AC also you know uh, Anthony Calvillo is someone that I'm excited to work with he, I think he can take my game to the next level and just sitting in a room with uh, Moss and Calvillo it's gonna be uh, I'm gonna say absolutely nothing and just let the uh, words bounce off the walls right into my ears because I think that's when I'll grow my most yeah for sure I mean you just took the next question right out of my mouth it's you know being able to learn from and I will fight anyone who says otherwise the, the best passer in CFL history in AC um, has to be super special for you. Um, did that play at all into your decision a little bit to come here and obviously learn from him? And Definitely. Yeah. Um, what he did with last year's quarterbacks in Montreal, it just thrust into um, a situation and they weren't winning very many, many games before that. And all of a sudden they're a contender um, goes to show and, and speaks to the body of work that he can do with quarterbacks. And, and that's what excited me. And I've heard a lot of great things about him from other players that have played with him. And so I think he can take everyone else to talk about my dual threat abilities and the way I can use my legs. But when you can learn from just like a peer passer, like AC, um, I think there's a a lot of little intricacy things that he can add to my game that uh, is going to take me over the top. And so, yeah, it was definitely a big part in 2019. Um, I had a quarterback coach and an offense coordinator, and uh, that was my best year, obviously. And so I feel like sometimes when you have a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator, you kind of get the most out of yourself because you're always getting different perspectives and constructive criticism from two different people. Um, so I think that was a big draw for me. I wanted to have obviously coach Moss is the head coach who's going to call the plays, but also uh, coach Calvillo, who's going to be able to fine tune me and work behind the scenes, you know, watching film and, and all the little things of the day-to-day -day process. For sure. For sure. And then jumping into the, the actual player personnel side of things you're joining you know a ridiculous backfield um you know with my opinion the best running back in the cfl and stand back um a ridiculously versatile fletcher jesron and we went for almost a thousand all-purpose yards last year um you know how exciting is it for you to come into a unit you know this talented and how do you think it'll shape up your game and just you know the way coach moss is going to design up this offense yeah, uh, three-headed monster is, is what I've been calling it because honestly, like you said, I think it's the best backfield in the CFL. Not one of, it is the best backfield. Um, we have depth and we have that depth. Uh, you're able to do so many things personnel-wise where you can have multiple running backs on the field at one time. And that makes it extremely difficult for defenses just to you know lock things down and they got to focus on one guy and then here comes another guy with a handoff. So um, yeah, stand back, he's... One of the best in the CFL, uh, hands down. And uh, he put out a video on Instagram. It was kind of cool. It was the You're 2019 All-Star. You're stealing yeah. all my questions. 
Yeah, and he put that out. And that got, had me fired yeah. up because uh, yeah. that's an all-star studded backfield, right? And then um, obviously the two other guys who are going to play significant roles in our offense. What, what I think it's going to do for Coach Moss and, and myself is it's going to have defenses have to stack the box. And when you stack the box, you end up playing more man coverage. And when you get man coverage, you got opportunities to throw the ball over the top. So uh, if you have a dominant run game, um, which in Sask, our first couple of games, we had that. And, and you could see why we went to a four and one start because we had a great run game. We were hitting balls over the top. We were able to spread it out and everybody was getting their targets. And then we had some injuries in the backfield position and it just kind of uh, ties one hand behind your back, right? You get a little bit more one dimensional. And if you get one dimensional in this league, uh, it's much easier for these really talented defenses to stop you. So uh, I could see us relying heavily on the run, taking our chances over the top and, and really airing it out and then becoming a, a guy who's just a high completion, get it to our speedy. We got a lot of fast receivers, man. I'm, I don't want to run next to any of our receivers because they're all going to make <laughs> me look slow. So we got a lot of talented guys and, and just get the ball into our playmakers' hands, and and, and then I can just kind of sit back and watch them go to work. Yeah, I mean, for for those of you who don't know what he was just talking about with the uh, the this video standback posted, um, when you guys, I guess, when you guys made that All Star team together in 2019, uh, you got a little gift from the CFLPA. It had all your your trading cards on it, and fittingly enough, you and Standback were right next to each other on that frame. Um, and something that he kept repeating, I think, was. You know, people seem to forget Cody was just an all-star a few years ago. Um, it, it seems as though, and I, I read articles this morning, you know, from Ryder Nation breaking up with Cody Fajardo and all this this stuff. Um, but how much, we, we spoke about it a little bit, but how much does that doubt kind of that's cast over you, you know, fuel you for this year? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny how things get forgotten when you don't win football games, and, and rightfully so. And as the quarterback, you have to win football games. And winning cures a lot. Uh, and when you start losing games, people try and put the team under a microscope and try to fine point print the, you know, what's the problem here? What's the problem here? But when you win, it kind of gets overlooked. So, you know, 2019, I'm only a couple of years removed from being up for the MOP of the season, yep. of the, yeah, the entire season. So, uh, and losing that to Brandon Banks, who had an incredible year. Um, so just, just to be there and know that I have that inside of me and I know I can get there. Um, and I know the roster that we have here, I, I'm excited to get back to that. And that's the chip on your shoulder, right? You, you learn a lot when you have success, but I think you learn a lot more through your failures, but having that in my resume and understanding that I can get there again, uh, is all the motivation I need. And, and that's, what's really been driving me is getting back to being one of the elite quarterbacks in this league and being talked about as one of the elite quarterbacks in this league. And last year I wasn't that. And so deservedly so nobody can put me in that elite category, but I'm, I'm excited to get back into that quarter category. And I think this year and, and next year, my two-year deal in, in Montreal, uh, that's my goal is to get back there and, and win a, win a couple great cups. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you mentioned the two-year deal. Um, you know, how important was that for you in this contract that you wanted that extra year just to kind of, you know, build out this foundation and actually build something that, you know, you and Coach Moss could actually say you guys built from the ground up? Yeah, big. Um, and full transparency, honestly, I would have loved to end my career in Sask. And, uh, you know, uh, we loved it there. My family loved it there. The fans took care of us. A lot of people looked after us. And uh, as you get older, you don't want to keep moving around. You know, it's fun when I was younger because you get to be a part of different cities and you get to travel. But now having a little one and you want to be a little bit more st stable in your life. And so signing a two year was more important to me um, just to know that there was a commitment by the team to be there for multiple years. I didn't want to have to go through an entire, you know, free agency after one year. So 
um, that that was big, and, and I I didn't even request that. That was initial in our first uh, offer from from the team, and so when I saw that, it meant a lot knowing that they wanted me for multiple years and not just hey we're just put a bandaid on and you're going to be our guy for one year. And then we're going to figure it out after that. So uh, extremely excited about the two year deal. I know my family is, and then you can set a little bit more roots down uh, in the place that you're at when you know, you're going to be there for two years, as opposed to when you're one year, you're like, well, do my family commit to coming up and how much do I invest in the community? I might not even be there the next year. And so now knowing that I'm there for two years, I can fully invest in the community, the culture, and, and just be a part of everything special that's going on over there. For sure. I love to hear it. And, I listened to your conversation with Joey Alfieri a little bit um, on Valentine's Day, on the day it became official. Um, and one thing that you said that I absolutely loved was, um, you know, when you're calling guys and, and and telling these guys and in your initial presser, you said, this isn't a rebuilding year. We're not going to be rebuilding this year. We're coming for heads, I think you said. Um, so yeah. what's kind of the expectation outside of obviously a great cup, but for, for you know, the Alouettes as a whole this year in, in your eyes? Yeah, absolutely. We want to be a contender, but obviously we, we just want to be competitive and we want games to come down like they always do in the CFL. They come down the last three minutes and that's what makes them so spectacular and win those tight, close games because we have a close knit uh, camaraderie filled locker room. Um, I, I like I, I really, really believe that everybody is pulling out all the excuses for us to be a rebuild team and, you know, Oh, they're not going to be as good as they are uh, because they had to go through so much. And then all the owner speculation and stuff behind the scenes. And um, that's not the case as a player, as a competitor, you want to win as many great cups as possible. And, and the guys that we're bringing in and the conversations I've had behind closed doors with these players that have signed and guys that have currently been on the roster, everybody is excited to be the underdog because uh, I hope they take us lightly and, and that's okay. Um, because I know we're going to shock a lot of people and and there's a lot of optimism when you you're going to have a new owner you're going to have a new head coach you're going to have a new franchise quarterback there's so much optimism and the best way to keep that and then to get those fans making it hard on opposing teams is by winning early in the season and that's our goal it's not to figure it out by you know labor day it's to figure it out week one let's work out the kinks through training camp and let's be a dominant team from week one all the way to late november and obviously one of the one of the biggest names from that day alongside you and Justin Lawrence was was Greg Ellingson. And obviously, my understanding, you you dipped your fingers into that one a little bit, uh, worked your assistant GM to Danny Mac a little bit. <laughs> but um, you know, what, what were some of the main selling points that you were you know talking to Greg about and eventually, you know, had him wind up in Montreal? Yeah, well, honestly, he's one of the best generational receivers Without that him. has been in this league, Without you know, him. and I think a lot of people have lost uh that faith or that credit in him just because he hasn't been healthy right but if you look at the body of work and you look at every time he's been on the field he has made plays and uh, people want to talk about age i've seen plenty of receivers throw their age out the window in the cfl especially and they are all stars and they just know how to do it and he's savvy enough he's a technician he's played the game he understands dbs and how they try and uh, stop him and so uh, you put Greg with a waggle. I mean, I'm taking that matchup a thousand times out of a thousand. So it was really an easy sell for me. I told him, look, Greg, I've watched you work. I, I've been, you know, a, a rival to you very many times and, and you've nipped, uh, you've beat us a handful of times. And so how about we join forces for once and have a nice Fajardo to Ellingston touchdown connection. And, uh, and why not Montreal in a beautiful city in a, in a great, awesome, where they're building something special uh, and, and we can be there from the ground up. And, and so uh, when he signed, I, I was fired up. It, it was a, a really exciting 
signing and, and not only for what he does on the field, but also I think it's important to mention what he does off the field. I think we have a lot of younger receivers um, that are very talented, but when you have a veteran guy that's going to spend a lot of time with them, teach them how to watch film, teach them how to run routes, uh, what they're looking for, zone coverage, man coverage, and he'll be that extra coach on the field. Uh, when things get a little bit, uh, I guess, stressful or you know, high intensity. He's a calming voice other than, you know, myself. It's good to hear it from somebody else and, and a leader in that wide receiver group. And so that's what was more important to me is getting a, a wonderful teammate and a guy that's going to help bring along these talented young receivers. And then also his body of work of who he has been as a CFL all-star. Uh, I'm excited to throw him some touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to exactly what you said, just getting good dudes in the room, uh, I think does a lot more wonders than people think, but uh, a few minutes ago, maybe 30 minutes ago, the Owls announced they've signed Courtney Davis, too, at a Texas A&M. Um, I went over to his Instagram, saw you had already hit him with the follow, too. Uh, were your fingers in that one at all, too? Uh, you know, he reached out to me uh, first. He, he followed me. I followed him back. It wasn't like I didn't know he was going to sign to the Owls yet. I looked through his like usually sometimes it'll it'll be like announced and then they follow me. Yeah. But uh, man, Q it has been awesome we've been texting back and forth i gave him my number uh he wants to fly out to where i'm at here in reno nevada get some work in uh we're trying to plan something in april and, and get things rolling for uh for may and so he's just real eager to you know it's his first cfl contract um he played at texas a&m which is an sec school right and so he, he's played at the highest level and so adding young talented american receivers just to create competition and just to bring you know to round it out and also you find a lot of diamonds in the rough guys where you're like, man, uh, you don't have to spend $300,000 on a guy and you got a guy who can do everything like that. And I think that's sometimes when you have the best teams is uh, look at Winnipeg last year with, with their rookie sensation, right? He came out of nowhere and he led the league in, in touchdowns and nothing saying that Q can't be that guy, right? And, and nobody knows until he actually steps foot and starts playing games. And I think that's what's the excitement of when guys sign their first CFL contracts because you really don't know what you have. You can have this amazing all-star receiver for 10 years or you can have a guy who's not going to make it through training camp. And um, what we've had, the conversations we've had I'm, I'm leaning more towards cfl all-star and, and having a great cfl career because uh, he has the want to uh, mentality and, and he really is eager to learn the game and just be a part of uh, something special that's awesome L listen cody i have about 600 other questions i could ask you today but uh, i know you, you're you're non-stop on the podcast and the radio show so um I, i'm gonna cut it there and i'm gonna ask you just a few more questions just so that the people in montreal can get to know cody fajardo a little bit more yeah absolutely so these are just Fun little questions. Don't overthink them. Kind of give me the first answer that comes to head, uh, comes to your okay. mind. Uh, so, okay. So, Jordan, your favorite meal? My favorite meal, crab legs, without a doubt, man. I love crab legs. Yeah, I can eat a lot of them. The problem is uh, your hands get all messed up and, yeah. and bloody, and then you start getting the lime juices and lemon juices, and it starts stinging. So you got to really work for your food. But I could literally eat the crab legs until the cows come home. Love it. Love it. Your favorite singer or band? or artist? Ooh, that's tough. I've been into country um, for, for a while now. I would say Lone Star is my favorite band. And, and here's why I listened to one song uh, ever since my first start in college. I've listened to this one song and it's called Front Porch Looking In by Lone Star. And uh, 
this song is so uh, special to me. It's because it, it just talks about how they're outside their house and they're just looking inside their house at their kids, at their wife, and just appreciating everything they have. And so sometimes I think in the football world or professional sports world, you get so caught up in the outside noise and just to look back and look at my son, look at my wife and just be proud of where I'm at. Um, it really calms me because I get real nervous before games. And, and I know a lot of uh, athletes do. And, and I'm one to tell you straight up, you know, I get really nervous. It doesn't matter how many games I've played. I'll, I'll be nervous for that first game. Uh, but it, it just means that I care. And, and that song helps me kind of just stay even keeled. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I was, I was one who threw up before every game. I don't know what it was. It matter what. <laughs> Pre-season, regular season. I mean, that means you care, man. That's a, yeah. that's a good quality to have. Yeah. So you're not your favorite pastime outside of football. Oh, I love golf. Golf oh, is, um, I'm trying you to get better at golf. In Montreal. Let me tell you. We oh, really? Play. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to shoot me a, a list of uh, wh where I need to sure. play and, and bring my clubs up because uh, I love golf. I'm about a mid 80s guy. I would love to get to low 80s, high 70s. Yeah. I don't spend enough time on it, but yeah. um, it's just something about being on a golf course and just looking around and being a part of that nature. And you just take a deep breath of the fresh air, and it's just uh, it's a lot of fun. Very frustrating for me as a competitor when I shank balls, but uh, I am human and uh, and I am a fiery competitor. But uh, yeah. I would definitely go with golf. All right. We got, we got three more here. We'll answer them pretty quick. Um, your go-to gas station snack or drink. Uh, sunflower seeds. I'm a big oh. sunflower seeds guy. Yeah. Do they have spits out there in Montreal? Oh yeah. Let me hold, hold up. I like it. Okay. Look at that man after my own heart. Okay. Uh -huh good and sometimes it's hard to find spits man and so yeah. uh that right there is a selling point for me so in meeting rooms you know i don't a lot of guys will chew tobacco and and that usually keeps them like kind of uh involved so i use uh i use sunflower seeds keeps me involved keeps me awake in, in those early mornings and, and grinding it out afternoons um and so i, I love sunflower seeds it's just something that's kind of just nonchalant and it keeps yeah. you going and like long road trips that's a that's a must-have yeah and then the last question here uh, we asked Justin this one. He struggled with it a little bit. You're stranded on a deserted island and a genie comes down and grants you, it says he'll bring you three things to survive. What are those three items to survive? <laughs> He's going to tell me three things to survive. Okay. Well, for me, uh, am I by myself? That's my by yourself. question. You're by yourself. You can't okay. bring people though. Can't bring people. Okay. So I can't bring my wife and kids. Well, I don't want to bring them into that situation yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I'm not great with that survivor man stuff. So I would need something for fire for sure. So it'd have to be like a lighter. Um, I would need something to pass the time. So I would probably have to go with, I'm, I'm a religious guy. I'd have to go with the Bible, something that uh, I can keep my, in case I do pass away, I would love to go uh, mm -hmm. to heaven. So I'd have to go with the Bible. And, and then my third thing, Man, uh, that's that's tough. I I would think I would go with like a water purifier so that I can drink um, water from any creek, any you know, even in the ocean, be able to drink that water and uh, and not dehydrate me and, and keep me hydrated. So something for fire to cook with. I'll take the Bible so I can uh, stay entertained, and then uh, definitely a water purifier. That's a great answer. Justin said a couch, a TV, and a PlayStation. So. Uh, yours are a lot more fun. He needs Wi-Fi. He needs Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly. He needs... He's playing, playing by himself a lot. But <laughs> Cody, I know we're running out of time here. I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Obviously, we can't wait to see you down in Montreal. Um, are you going to come down a little bit before camp, or is camp your kind of target? Uh, I hope. 
Yeah, it's our target currently. I know that with a lot of things going on with the ownership, um, we'll see you when the new co owner comes in. I would love to go up there and meet whoever it is and, and just be a part of the city before training camp hits. Mm -hmm. um, because when training have camp hits, it's kind of all about ball. Uh, and when you go up there earlier, it's more about, you know, just introducing yourself and meeting people. So I would love to come up there early. We're still working through the kinks of that. Um, but yeah, my plan is to get up there before training camp, hopefully fingers crossed. So awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk again sometime before the season or during the season. But uh, like we said, Owls Nation is fired up to have you, man. I appreciate that. You got my info. So if you ever need anything, let me know. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate you. Let me get uh, letting the fans get to know me a little bit more. So thanks Absolutely. for what you do.